let's do that. And then, so go ahead and introduce it in the podcast. Okay. Hey everyone, welcome to Deeper, uh, edition of Good News at Noon. Uh, Also, welcome to those of you on the podcast. We're going deeper today, and if you can see here, I'm not accompanied by either of the pastors, so I guess I'll do my best to just uh, interpret the sermon that we heard this weekend and give my input. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. I just came in. I heard Never that, mind. though. We can't allow that. <laughs> you might. Apparently, my input is not trusted. No, no, no. That's not the case. But, um, Pastor Don asked me, since he preached, to make sure I got here to <laughs> monitor what you said. Pastor Don's on the way. Yes, he is on the way. Uh, he um, had to preside at uh, service for Ray Rainey, who passed away. That mm-hmm. was out at the... Um, National Cemetery in Boulder City, so he'll be here very soon. And that, but in the meantime, we could dissect. Yes. It. No, we won't. We could say whatever we want to say before he gets here. <laughs> <laughs> like how great the sermon was. Yes. And impactful and, and powerful. There was. It really was actually very good stuff in there that we're going to dig into, and it's it's uh, part of the sermon series we've started. I guess this was the third week. Yes. And something new in twenty two. Because we were done with 21. Mm-hmm. Like the rhymes? Yes. I haven't jumped in on those yet with you guys, but I'll, I'll let that banter stay between the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great to have you tuning in. Uh, Rosie, I see you there. Connie, Dave, and Jan mm-hmm. are watching. Nat- Who's that? Natalie. Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Natalie. Good to have you tuning in as well, Natalie. And those of you who might be tuning in later when we're not live. Yep. It's great to have you there as well. And uh, Karen up in Michigan has just tuned in. And those of you on the podcast too. And and just a reminder for all of you really to uh, share if you would. If you find these helpful, go ahead and share on Facebook or uh, on, you know tell people about the podcast mm-hmm. if you find that helpful. It's, it's not necessarily to give ourselves a pat on the back, but it might be helpful to other people, too. And it's for the betterment of God's kingdom, which is why we do this. Exactly. I um, always feel uncomfortable, kind of. Not to say I feel uncomfortable sharing about God, but sometimes I don't feel like it comes up naturally in conversations, but I find that it is very easy to just share on social media. I can click a button, and I don't have to say much. I can just let that share be yep. kind of speak for itself. Yeah, I, I think that's frankly one of the gifts about social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we have concerns about it, uh, rightfully so. But um, I, I think a lot of people, Tommy, are in your position. And, you know, I'm not always the best I should be either. But it's really easy to hit share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then people... Because we do it all the time with other stuff. Oh, yeah. So, and, and I think people are open to that. In fact, I know there are people that have come to church because people have shared uh, the link on Facebook or, awesome. or somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, Amanda tune in. Yeah. Great to have you and Lynn as well. So a number of folks starting to tune in. Yes. Uh, just a little announcement, too, by the way. We've, we've something new in 22 and something new that's going to happen this weekend. I mentioned it yesterday on Facebook Live. Um, but Darren and Gala, Gala's a part of the praise team, at, mainly at the 10 o'clock service, and then Darren, our worship leader, they've written a new song, and that song will be debuted 
this weekend in person, obviously, at 8.30 and 10 o'clock service. But if you watch online, you're going to get a chance to see that, too. And so um, that's something new yeah, in 2020. That's exciting for them. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, you know, maybe we can jump in just in case Pastor Don gets stuck in Absolutely. traffic or something. You never know what's going to happen out on the freeways there. But um, let me read, if I may, the first verse. Uh, and it was the verse, uh, the Bible reading that he had read for the day that a lot of parts of the sermon were based on, okay? And it comes from the book of Acts. The Acts of the Apostles is a little longer name. And it says in the first chapter, verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And again, I don't want to steal his thunder, so to speak, but not knowing his arrival time. But how the, the, the church didn't expand because the disciples were so talented. Mm -hmm. It expanded because God is powerful and his Holy Spirit is powerful. And of course, we say his Holy Spirit, and yet we understand that the Holy Spirit is God. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit is at work, it's God at work, and it's God at work through people. Mm -hmm. Other ways too, but in this case, through the disciples. But in the modern day, that's through us. It's through Tommy. It's through Pastor Don, who just walked in the door. Uh, it's through his people. And so the early disciples were the first ones uh, to receive that power of the Holy Spirit. Welcome, Pastor Don. Thank you. Welcome, everyone. Good to he, see everyone. Actually, uh, I can't see you, so <laughs> you can see us. There we go. And um, so we, we just, not being sure if you'd get caught in traffic, we just got into it with the first verse from Acts and talking awesome. about how God's, you know, I said God's Holy Spirit really is God because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And it's through the Holy Spirit that the early disciples received power and that we do too. Well, and I want to say too, Connie commented a little bit back, and I think you started this before you even started your sermon mm -hmm. when you had the children's message and you used the hairdryer and yes. the, the pong ball and kind of demonstrating for the kids and for the kids inside all of us that need a little help with uh you know, visuals, visuals that, yes. uh, you know, our power comes from God, just like the hairdryer had the power once it was plugged in. It didn't work when it wasn't plugged in. It sure did. <laughs> you and could have also, ended the sermon there. And it also doesn't work when you don't put the ping pong ball in the right place either. But, <laughs> but more importantly, it doesn't work when you, when the power's cut off. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting because the, another part of the analogy, which we didn't talk about in the sermon, which is, but it's still a part of the analogy is if it's not plugged in, it's not like the power goes away. Right. Mm. The power's there. It's about whether or not the hairdryer's plugged into that power. I mean, we just, as long as we have a power grid, there's power. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing, when we don't feel God's power in our lives, it's not like the power goes away. <laughs> yeah. um, we are just getting ourselves disconnected from that power. Mm -hmm. um, God's power is all, all around us, inside of us, at all times. How, how do you think people <clears throat> get disconnected? Oh, Numerous ways. Driving too fast in traffic, getting in my way when I'm on a, a, in a hurry to get back. People get disconnected from the power. Surely you weren't doing that. Uh, really. No, people were not. No. Please Everybody's. pray for forgiveness for Pastor Don. He made it on time. 
He takes off the Good Samaritan bumper sticker before yeah. he drives like when that. I'm, only when I'm in a hurry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then he puts a, one on church down the street. Oh, <laughs> you know, it is funny, though, because I, I... Just a little sidebar, man. When I'm driving really fast, and I'm, like, in a hurry. Because I drive fast. It's just part of the way I drive. And um, It's one of your gifts. I drive fairly aggressively at times as well. And uh, I always think to myself... I'm getting ready to cut somebody off. I'm like, well, if I cut them off right now and we get at a stop sign, they're going to pull up and see that Good Samaritan bumper sticker on my truck. Love God, love people, make a difference. <laughs> and they're going to be hypocrites. So I try not to You could just have us making a difference. Yeah, a bumper sticker helps me drive better. <laughs> it really does. Or you're just the living example of no one is perfect. Uh, and we, are, we are all living all examples. Still- <laughs> I think everybody's a living example of that. So we need the power. Yeah, yeah we, need, we need a little power. That's How- right. How else might people get disconnected? I, I mean, we've kind of... That's a serious question. Yeah. I think it's a good question. Well, yeah. you know, kind of the... I, I had coffee with one of our members this morning before I came to the church, and she was just sharing, you know, all the stuff going on in her life mm-hmm. and, and, and the importance of worship for her because it's mm-hmm. the place she can come and feel um, peace, feel... God's presence, get mm-hmm. recharged mm-hmm. and that, but, you know, just all the things she was naming, and see why people can get disconnected, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. I think uh, when you too busy is a good way to get disconnected, too busy with your day-to-day living that you don't make time for God. What is it? Martin Luther said, I have so much to do that I better make. I have so much to do this week that I better make time to pray. Yeah. And I remember Bill Hybels wrote a book called Too Busy Not to Pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's staying connected. Yeah, so that's a big way I think for a lot of people, our society, to get disconnected is they just get too busy to think about God, to make time for God, uh, to communicate with God. You know, I was thinking about another analogy. So the hair dryer is one way to say get power, but worship. You know what a good analogy for worship would be is a battery charger. Hmm. You know how those, you just hmm. put the batteries in and then they get worn out as they kind of go over time, and when you kind of you put them back in the charger and they get charged back up. That's kind of what worship mm-hmm. and prayer and, and those types of things are. But, but if they, if, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say, even if you think about like a, a battery pack for like a power drill or something, you can kind of like slowly see the power mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. losing too before mm-hmm. you get like recharged in there. So yeah. I think that kind of works the same. Like you kind of, it doesn't just abruptly yeah. happen kind of like unplugging the dryer it's almost like a slow it is a little bit die of yeah. the battery yeah. <laughs> but i think the problem for a lot of people is the the batteries get drained and then they're empty but they don't get plugged mm-hmm. in yeah and then something i need that power yeah, yeah. Th- now. that analogy would actually be a little yeah. bit better than and dryer, right? there's no power there <laughs> right right yeah something happens somebody dies or someone gets sick and uh, what do they say there? Uh, Pastor Jim said, baptism is the promise and our reminder that we are always connected. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Very good. So we didn't get to the first point. Maybe if you want to want to go there. This was all the preliminary leading okay. up to the first point you made. Well, there's a couple of, I mean, the first point, is, there's two kind of main sections to this, this idea, this message for this past weekend is um, what... The, the Holy Spirit kind of allows you to do things you can't do by your, your own power. So there's kind of this idea of, you know, we can do a lot of things not connected to God. A lot of people do a lot of things not connected to God. It's not like we cease to exist right. if we're not connected to God. Um, but the change in our lives is simply that we cannot do the things 
um, on our own that we can do when we're connected to God. Because we just don't have the strength, the foresight, the insight, mm-hmm. um, the stamina, all of those types of things that go along with being connected to God. Um, and then the second point is when you believe in Jesus, you're plugged in the Spirit, which we've talked about. Uh, because the scripture is very clear on that. I'm going to, I'm going to read the scripture from Ephesians 1.13. I was kind of glad I stumbled upon it because I thought it was an excellent one. And now all of you have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And look at this. Um, so this is Paul writing to the Gentile believers, the non-Jewish believers, and reminding them God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. He identified you as his child, one of his, one of his chosen ones. By giving you the Holy Spirit. So the, the belief and the Holy Spirit go hand in hand. When you believe, you receive the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. It kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I was going to say early on in the church of the Old Testament, it, the Spirit came with baptism. But then you've got the disciples in the upper room given the Holy Spirit, and there was no baptism going on. It was just a gift that God gave them. And from that point on, all believers, uh, just simply through their belief, received that gift of the Holy Spirit. According to God's word, uh, and according to my experience, that is absolutely true. I, I, I think, you know, and we believe, of course, that the Holy Spirit takes up residence inside of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that, you know, and some of what you're gonna, we're going to talk about, too, is, is a little mind-boggling when you think about it. It is. I mean, that God takes up residence in us, and that doesn't mean we become God, of course, mm-hmm. but it does mean that the power is very close mm-hmm. <laughs> and very available. Yes. Um, just need to plug into it or call on God. <coughs> but again, that takes some... Uh, it, to be a little, it takes some effort on our part to say, okay, you know, I need to step out of the way and let God work yeah. in my life. Yeah. Be open to God. Talking about dis- being disconnected, I think that would be another way that we get disconnected is when we start putting our own desires in front of kind of the God-driven desires in our lives. When you get very selfish or prideful, those are anything that you do to disconnect yourself from the power of God is um, it usually revolves around too much self, which is being too busy, right? That's too much self wrapped in self um, that will keep you keep you from being connected like you could be or should be yeah, yeah it's uh, I, I i love well i gotta see where it is in here sorry i have to put my glasses on um read if you would the romans 8 passage because yeah. there's so much there right this is the, kind of the second pat second part of the sermon where you say so okay now so i'm connected to the power what does that mean you know so so what what does that mean for my life well there's actually quite a few benefits that come into your life when you are plugged in, recharged, connected to the power. Um, Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us. It's amazing. With groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So there's really three main benefits that are kind of identified just in these two short verses from the Holy Spirit. Now there's a lot more in Scripture, and this could be an entire sermon series, but it's only uh, it was only one twenty-one and a half minute sermon. So, um, what time was that? Um, Eight <laughs> thirty. <laughs> So, obviously, the first thing is very clear. It's the first sentence. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I just love that because it reminds me that I don't have to be strong and everything. In fact, sometimes when I'm weak is when God is able to step in because once again, I get out of the way. And instead of doing something by my own power, uh, when I feel a little bit weak, I'm just like, all right, God, it's in your hands. Mm -hmm. And then all my efforts at trying to do whatever it was I was trying to do um, dissipate and God's power can really start to work. Um, And if any of you have ever had a situation where you've tried everything you know how to try to do, and then finally you just kind of throw up your hands and say, okay, God, I'm out. You know, I, I can't do this anymore. And then magically their situation gets resolved or at least your attitude towards it gets resolved. That's an example of what I'm talking about. God th- helping us in our weaknesses. Do you think we'll ever learn that maybe that'd be a better thing to do early on? I <laughs> just, to start with that? Yeah. <laughs> Only if we can combat the pride. That's yeah. where pride and humility, the more humble you are, the more, the quicker you get out of the way. Uh, but people are prideful. And a lot of times people want to, Frank Sinatra, most famous song in the world. My way. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, baby. That's a fact. Jack. I love the song. It's just not very good theology. (laughs) Not good theology. (laughs) Not good for Christians. Um, In fact, I I, I said the song should be changed. Maybe maybe we have to rewrite it here and call it Thy Way. Thy Way. way. Oh, I did it thy way. Oh, Otherwise, like you have to take the highway. Highway. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. But but I love. I, I mean, I mean, think about that. If you're in that point in life where you're feeling weak and you can't do anything, you know, life is just piling on you. God's word is clear. Is the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and i feel like it could doesn't have to be a major point in your life it could be a point in your day yeah <laughs> you know, yeah like, good point this doesn't yeah. have to be the death of a loved one right right it could just be too many things in your inbox and yeah. and just not enough energy and time or even care to do them and so maybe you know i mean on the practical side so what do you do maybe you have to close the door to of the office just for a moment and say god I need you now to help me get through this day. That isn't brain surgery kind of stuff. But it's acknowledging that God, the Holy Spirit, is willing to help us in those weak times. And then the the next part of this verse, this is where the majority of this verse comes in. Once again, Romans 8, 26 or 27. By the way, the the eighth chapter of Romans, there is so much good stuff in that chapter. You could spend an entire two months just picking apart Romans chapter 8 and finding gem after gem after gem. So if you're looking for a good chapter to really study, get into the book of Romans and and spend some time with chapter 8. But anyway, um, now it says God helps us in our weakness. And then it gives a for example. Now, this isn't, this, I think we have to clarify this. This is, does not mean that this is the only way God helps us in our weaknesses. Paul is basically saying God helped us in all of our weaknesses. But let me give you one really concrete example about this. When we don't know, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. In other words, if you've ever been in a situation where you just don't know how to pray or what to pray for in a situation, maybe you're at your wits' end, maybe you're too tired, or maybe it's just a very complicated situation, and you're not exactly sure, you don't see how to get out of it. And sometimes it just can be very something very simple, and you just don't kind of aren't in a prayerful mood. So, for anybody who has had problems praying or knowing what to pray for. The Holy Spirit prays for us um, with groans, with sighs, depends on the translation. Basically, it, um, it, I kind of like the, the visual of this when you're just, it, it, just a heavy sigh, just, 
Tommy catches calls me on that once in a while. Uh, she, she'll, she'll be, I'll be in my office. I'll be like, and she'll be like, that was a pretty heavy side, Pastor Don. I'm like, yeah. and got it, Tommy. It's all under control. She's 80 feet away. <laughs> so I love that with size too. You know, when you're just like, oh man, um, and it's that. There's obviously something behind that, and uh, the Holy Spirit interprets that for God, if you will, connects with God through those moments of just uh, emotional frustration and heaviness right it's almost like a kind of knowing that takes some of the pressure off of prayer i mean self-imposed pressure you feel like your prayers have to sound like these you know like pastor scott yes pastor scott's like tv prayers you know but um i've missed that show (laughs) (laughs) but uh it it takes the pressure off knowing like okay it really doesn't have to be this eloquent string of words to be the right kind of prayer I could just basically grunt, and that's just fine. <laughs> now I know what I've heard from your office. <laughs> Tommy's praying again. I think it's more of a growl. Or <laughs> <laughs> what the? What? <laughs> um, yeah, and the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, it says. Um, so isn't that great to know? It just takes a lot of pressure. Off. And I think mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing. Now, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try to pray right. or pray well or, or use our words. It's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is when you don't have the words, mm-hmm. it takes arg. James Slater's like, arg, yes, absolutely. Yep. Every pirate who's ever. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, I, I think, and again, not to downplay the day-to-day stuff, but there are things that hit us in life where it's oh, like, yeah. I have no clue Mm -hmm. how to handle this Mm -hmm. but god does and and to say i just need you to step in and help me through this Mm -hmm. and one thing i might add which once again wasn't said in the sermon but since we're going deeper is you got to kind of put yourself in a prayerful place um i mean just to be sad or frustrated doesn't necessarily open you up to god but to be sad or frustrated and you just take a moment to pause or to just put yourself in a quiet place for just a moment and say, okay, God, mm-hmm. you got to help me through this. That, you know, something like that. Yep. And just to kind of place yep. yourself in God's hands uh, because it acknowledges what the Spirit is talking to God. And just so that, that conversation between the Spirit and God, between the Father and the Spirit are, is going on. But then by doing that, what you do is once again kind of get yourself out of the way a little bit and, let, and just make yourself a little bit more available to that power. Um, well, I feel like that's kind yeah. of where that aiding in our times of weakness and helping with our prayers kind of overlaps. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even this morning, my one of my kids was just butting heads with me over every single thing. And I will be Can honest. Can I guess which one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did not react how I feel like I would have like to and in retrospect i feel like in the moment i should have taken that time to remove myself from the situation to say okay just give me a minute and mm-hmm. let me kind of approach this in the way that you know you would want me to or whatever and i didn't make that time to do that which would have been seconds yeah. and i think that we can that's where we can see a lot of that overlapping is mm-hmm. like Sometimes when we're in those states of weakness or frustration, we are so consumed with that feeling in that moment that we don't give ourselves the opportunity to mm-hmm. kind of let ourselves receive that prayer full like, state of mind that you were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's almost like we have to get out of our own way. We kind of have to get out of our own way. <laughs> it kind of comes back to the heart of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get out of God's way. Yeah. yeah. 
And I use an example. Um, I think that this is probably one a lot of people can relate to. It's just struggling in a relationship. And the struggle had been going on for some time. And I tried a few things to try to make it better. And nothing was seemed to make it better. So I finally just kind of... Um, having a little bit of a sleepless night and just laid in bed and was like, all right, God, I, I got to give this to you because um, I, I kind of had prayed about it, but I'd always prayed about it in a sense, like give me the strength to, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever. And finally, it was kind of almost that prayer that God, Jesus gave in the Garden of Gethsemane. All right, not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this relationship is meant to be over, then let's let's get it over with. Uh, if it's meant to move move forward then let's just figure out a way for it to move forward um you know and you're gonna have to figure that out for me and then within just a couple of days of kind of giving it away and and letting the spirit really do the praying for me um some things started to happen there was some progress made so i think that's that's a big part of it letting the spirit pray for you i think the evolution of prayer for a difficult situation is interesting too i mean i know we're not really talking about that but mm-hmm. i think even if you're you know um praying for a person who's maybe not on the right path. And you're like, oh, I just pray they would get better. I pray that they would choose that. I pray that they do this. Um, and then it's like the, over the um, time it evolves. And you're like, I just pray that I can just accept them. And I can just, I pray that I can just not feel like I need to control. You know, it's almost like where you, it evolves to now an actual mm-hmm. prayer that can maybe be kind of answered you know what I mean right um so it's interesting to hear that that was kind of the evolution of the prayer in that relationship for you too Mm -hmm. is you know it started out one way and it it kind of shifts as you've spent more time with it right I mean sometimes you have to get to that point like all right this isn't what I want but not my will but yours be done yeah yeah Yeah, because sometimes our prayers are what we want to Mm -hmm. happen and that's and God's like, that's not what's best for you. So, yeah, it's not going to happen. And then finally, there's this last sentence, and I think maybe overlooked. In fact, I overlooked it quite a bit. And I had to have the help of one of my commentaries to help it grab my attention. The Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And what that brings to t- my attention, what my to my attention, and to what that commentator brought to my attention was that we can live our lives in harmony with God's will. Um, That is one of the roles of the Spirit. There's a saying out there, it's all part of God's plan. I don't like that saying. (laughs) I think it's too simplistic. A child dying in a car accident is not all part of God's plan. That is a tragic accident. Usually somebody broke the law, somebody was not driving correctly, um, whatever. Uh, I think it's a little simplistic, right? Uh, It doesn't give tragic situations uh, the sorrow that they deserve Mm -hmm. we live in a broken world that is sinful filled by broken people who are sinful who make a lot of bad choices it ain't heaven yet most of the sin and bad things that happen in this world is caused by human sin Mm -hmm. not all but most so yeah when I get that oh it's all part of God's will I'm just like usually at the time I don't correct the person but I think to myself nope I disagree. But there is a plan. I mean, we can modify that a little bit, say that God does have a plan for your life. Now, whether or not you stay in harmony with that plan depends on how in tune you are with the Spirit, uh, how much you know God's Word, how much you live in line with His desires and wishes for your life. Some people never live in harmony with God's plan for their lives. Um, But the Spirit, when it's active in your life, helps you stay more on the path more in harmony with that plan. 
Um, if you've ever listened to a song, you know that when there's one or two pe- one or two instruments that are a little disharmonious, yeah. a little disharmonious, it can make ruin the whole piece, right? And so the more we stay in harmony with God's will, the more we let the Spirit work in us and keep us on the right path, the, the better sounding, better looking, and better feeling our lives are going to be. So would you say that that might be like a, we could attribute some of like our conscience, like our conscience to that, you know, I mean, like if Mm. you're in a situation and you're kind of getting tugged like, oh, this doesn't really feel right. I mean, Mm. is that kind of, would you say that could kind of align more more with when you're kind of in harmony with God's will, where, how your conscience is kind of reacting? Some people talk about the Holy Spirit kind of being our conscience. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think it's more like a little angel. On our shoulders. Yeah, and then the devil's over here, Uh and they're both talking. (laughs) Um, But there is, remember, there is a battle for your soul. Mm -hmm. And um, as I was trying to tell my daughter the other day, she didn't decide not to listen. But if she would (laughs) have, she would have gotten some great wisdom. Uh, As the the wise chief told the Indian brave, in your your soul there are two wolves fighting for dominance, the bad wolf and the good wolf. And the brave, not being near as wise as the chief, said which wolf wins. And the chief said, the wolf that you feed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So the, there is that battle for your soul and that conscience. And the more you feed, stay connected to, recharge, are open to the power of the Holy Spirit at work, the more it's going to be able to direct your path. Mm-hmm. Deep stuff. So many analogies. Oh, my gosh. I just got like... 12 sermons full of analogies. Just Our next this. sermon series will be starting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then finally, I guess we've talked a lot, and I kind of feel like we could stop there, but I do feel the need to finish because there's a couple of quick things. So maybe we won't spend a lot of time with them, but I do want to bring them to your attention. Once again in the book of Romans, but this time chapter 15, Paul writes, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. So there's that belief part, right? That belief we talked about earlier. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So if you kind of read that all together, um, joy and peace because of the trust that causes us to overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So they're all kind of interwoven and connected. And so there's two other things that come from the Holy Spirit. Obviously hope. Um, confident hope, and then I would say a quiet confidence. A quiet confidence knowing that you can have peace, even in difficult situations, knowing that no matter what you face, it's not up to you to figure it out. It's not up to you even how to pray exactly. And that just kind of gives you just kind of this confidence mm-hmm. that it's going to be okay. God's um, got this. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I was late is because I was in Boulder City finishing up a, a memorial service for Ray Rainey. Um, they were putting his casket in the ground and just that reminder to the people that are there that were grieving because he's a really great man and a lot of people are going to miss him that they don't face this grief alone not only do they have each other but they also have their god who is connected to them um, through the power of the holy spirit and does it take away the pain of ray's loss no but it does give them just a, a little bit of peace knowing that they're not facing this grief alone now they have lots of friends and family around them that helps too um, but you know, there's just a, there's some confidence in knowing that the Spirit's always there, helping you in your weaknesses, in your mornings, in your sad times. And we kind of spoke to this at his funeral at the church, but I mean, Ray had that confidence in his life, and mm-hmm. I mean, his concern 
as he was dying was for his family. Yeah, he had no he concern knew where for himself. He was going. Exactly. And what a great talk about peace at the end of your life when you're facing the greatest fear that we have, the fear of death. And to have peace with that. Have a confidence knowing that, that your final breath is not going to be your final moment of existence. Mm. I was watching a movie the other day. We were watching. Don't do that, Tommy. Oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> sorry. To the um, we were watching the one about the newscasters. Um, Don't look up. No. No, uh, it's more the series, uh, and it kind of follows show? the ma- morning show. Uh-huh. Thank you, the morning show. And Jennifer Aniston's character was talking about death, and she was just like, "I think that's it. When we die, that's our final breath." And it was a bunch of Hollywood garbage, pop psychology crap that they were throwing out there um which that drives me crazy about the movies when these hollywood people start to throw out their deep what they think are these deep philosophical ideas and they're just like that's just garbage but anyway and um and she was just talking about that's it i think when we're when we're dead we're gone that's it i'm just like thanks for putting that out on national tv to millions of viewers because people are gonna believe that and how despairing and her character was despairing in that moment. It was just a very despairing thought. And that's not at all what the Bible tells us yeah. is the truth. Yeah, I, I, I say, I'm not worried about where I'm going. A little worried how I get there. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but where I'm going. But that's the confidence that Ray had, too. Yeah. Because you know, his, his last few days were not, you know, they were difficult for the family and for him. But yet, ultimately, we know he's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's with God right now. And that's confidence. That is. You can have so much confidence there. So that's a lot. You uh, you just have been given a 20-minute discourse on the Holy Spirit, which is one of the most complicated subjects in the entire Bible. Well, actually, it was about 30. 30? Well, yeah. it's a good thing because we, we needed those extra 10 minutes to cover this Bonus complicated material. subject. Yeah. But for the, you know, again, if you have questions or something, if you, you know... Send them in. Uh, Tommy will gather them for us, and uh, we'd be happy to answer them. I didn't mm-hmm. see any others pop up, did you? Mm-hmm. So I guess that means you answered it completely. That's it. That's all you need to know about the Holy Spirit, completely in 30 <laughs> minutes. Good. Lucky for you, you have such three wise people. Such wise Especially people. Tommy. Tommy. Yes. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. She's goodness. Humble, too. Yes. We are so humble and so great. It's awesome. It's hard to be, it's hard to be this good and be this humble all at once. The same it's because we are plugged into the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I, think, I, think we need, I think we need to pray. <laughs> Lord, it's hard to be humble. <laughs> uh, you want to praise out of here, Pastor Scott? I think we better. All right, Please join it. me. Let's pray. Lord God, Holy Spirit and Son, we are so grateful that you are present in our life in the Holy Spirit that you pray for us when we don't know what to pray for, that you assist us in our weakness, that you're a source of confidence and hope. And so I just pray for everyone who's watching right now or listening right now in the podcast or who may listen or watch later and uh, help them to to plug into you, the source of all power. And we thank you for that and we're grateful for it and we worship and praise you and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Appreciate you always. Have a good, blessed rest of your week. Bye. Bye. Peace out.